Another mm-hmm. episode of Trials and Tribulations to Success. We got KP here alongside myself. Daniel Farmington. And our special guest. Okay, okay, it's Kenny, a.k.a. the Mighty One. Oof. Mighty Fine. Mighty Fine. Everything indeed. Mighty Fine. Oh, yeah. Join the herd. Absolutely. Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So, uh, how you feeling today, Ken? I see you might be. Was that thing full when we started? Uh, Buddha took half of it. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> like you welcome to this episode, you know what I mean? Uh, this podcast is uh, it's an uplifting podcast, you know what I mean? A lot of people's stories from trials and tribulations, you know, not everybody has the same story. Mm-hmm. You know, so we'd like to welcome you to this episode and, you know, hopefully you get some inspiration from hearing, you know, some, some of your positive words, you know, through your struggles to where you're at right now. Let me answer people. this question, though. You asked how was my day or how was I yeah. feeling? Yeah, I like, I like that. Let me answer how I was, how, how I was feeling. Because oh, yeah. How you feeling? I, I, no matter how bad of a day I'm having, hmm. I always, like, have the greatest day. As long as you're having that it's day. It's a positive mindset. Yeah. I always tell people. You know what I mean? Yep. So it's like there's always light at the end of the tunnel. Oh, no. Somebody always has it worse. Oh, yeah. So it's like my, my mindset is always stay focused, stay positive. Yeah. So no matter how bad of a day I'm having. I'm doing Man, good. that's the point of the podcast, really. So that's dope, Absolutely. you know? Absolutely. people out there are feeling down like there ain't no road to go and then they hear a story and go well all right well shit this guy can do it maybe i can absolutely no doubt thank you for your feelings for sure strength of that thanks for having me it's a beautiful day the sun is out yeah i know right heart's beating it's melting (laughs) yeah man this week was pretty hard with that that weather man Mm -hmm. yeah you know what's so funny is that we were making analogies um the whole week as uh the storm is coming. <laughs> As you know, uh, Ballistic was up here last week talking about uh, the herd and mm-hmm. how the herd run towards the storm. Mm-hmm. So I was just telling everybody, man, be quiet. Stop crying, man. Yeah, It's a baby storm. Yeah, yeah. We're going to run right to it. So. Right, right. No doubt. You know, it's funny that it, that as soon as the storm was hitting there and getting all these pictures and everything and... That, that that popped in my head. I'm just Did like, <laughs> yeah, because, you know, I like to incline a lot of things with my culture and my heritage, you know what yes. I mean? Mm-hmm. So when when, uh, when Ballistic shared that story, you know what I mean? It's very unique, you know I mean? Not too many people, you know, get get a depth of, you know I mean, the way an animal, you know I mean, reacts to its surroundings. You know what I mean? So that it was a key point to me, you know, his story, you know what I mean? Stick it yeah. out to him. I'm like, man, I remember when he said that, you know, yeah. run right into that. And here it was just a little one, too. Mm-hmm. So. Actually, yeah, I know, right? Some people got pr- hit pretty hard, but from what I saw, it was pretty cleaned up by the next day, and then it dropped again, I think, or something. But we did it. Yeah, we here, man. Yeah. Absolutely. You're sitting on the couch, and it's snowy. Sometimes you just want to complain on the internet about how shitty the weather is, but you know it's going to melt. You know, Summertime will be right around the corner. Yeah. That's it. Real Buffalo yeah. soldiers. Yeah. Uh-huh. No doubt. <laughs> the real ones. The real ones. That's how ballist, right? Absolutely. Um, Look out for that video. You'll get the message in a minute. Okay. All right. Stay tuned, you guys. Hear that? Um, here, turn your mic a little bit for me so you can talk into the side of it, not the front. Nope, the this side. One? Yeah. Okay. There, okay. Boom. Perfect. Uh, where'd you grow up, Ken? Tell us a little your back story. Where'd you born? Also, here in Buffalo? Uh, Patterson, New Jersey is my hood. Okay. You know, Fetty Wap. Yeah. yeah. All right. Somewhere around, somewhere around the corner from where he grew up at. So, uh, Patterson, New Jersey is my hood. Okay. Uh, moved to Buffalo as a young adult, maybe about twelve, I think. Okay. My mom was trying to escape uh, being a victim of domestic violence. All right. My dad, both my dad and my mom were uh, victims of what we call the opioid epidemic here now. 
Um, so, you know, and, and he used to go crazy on my mom a lot, you know, so she was like, we got to get the fuck out of here. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we had my aunt here. And so we landed here in, I think, 1988, 89, if mm-hmm. my memory serves me correct. So then Buffalo became, you know, my hood, my home. Yeah. So, you know. <clears throat> Where'd you, uh, what part of the Buffalo did you move into when you guys moved here? Uh, specifically uh, the Upper West Side. Okay. Uh, 18th Street around Lenovas. I became a Lenovas kid. Oh, all right. Making nice. boxes and shit, so. Nice. Oh, shit. All right. You worked at Lenovas making yeah, boxes. Yeah. Good shit. Lenovas, man. I love it. Shout out to Big Joe. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. used to send me to the fucking store with envelopes full of money to pay the phone yeah. bill, the, uh, uh, the lights and everything yeah. for Lenovas, man. What are little messages for them, huh? Yeah. yeah. Nice. Good nice. peoples, good peoples. And I remember Absolutely. just collecting a dollar from every driver because I used to fold boxes, so that's how we get paid. Yeah. Shit. A dollar from every driver and, that and was uh, good pay free back pizza then. and free video games. So. There you go. <laughs> video games. I mean, I can't play How video old were you when you were? Just Street Fighter. That's I've all never I played. And Ninja Turtles. Okay, right. yeah, Ninja Turtles. How, how, how old were you when you were working there? Uh, 13, 14, 15. Hmm. Okay. Right around that age, yeah. I was there for a I was a kid. Did you, did you stack that money up or were you just spending it? But, I mean, I, I understand you said a little bit about it. I don't your, remember your, stacking anything that young. Uh, I think it was just blowing it, you know. Mm-hmm. Girls, food, friends, you mm-hmm. know, smoked a lot of weed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. Everything <coughs> mighty fine, just having fun, huh? Yeah, that's it, man. Nice. Yeah. I, didn't, I, re- I really wasn't a, a stacker at that age. I was more of a just blow it all. Did you um, fit in right away when you moved here at that age, or did you kind of have to find your place in the neighborhood? Uh, I think I fit, fit in pretty good. I was just a little distraught because I, I was like, I left my family. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I only had like a small amount of, uh, you know, family members here. So I kind of like, mm-hmm. I was just a little distraught, but uh, did pretty good. I went uh, to school 45, made a lot of friends. And, uh, I, you know, I, you know it, was, it was a smooth, I would say, transition as can mm-hmm. be under the circumstances, though. Yeah, gotcha. You know, and uh, just in that, and at that time, the West Side was just kind of crazy. So I kind of like fell right into what was going on yeah, you yeah. Know, a lot of it what is your um, heritage uh, Puerto Rican so do you so, I mean do you feel like that helped because the west side was just at that point full it was basically full all Puerto Ricans uh, some kind of Latino right yeah, except yeah. for maybe the it was old a mix it was a mix old Italian ladies that still would stick it out yeah yeah, yeah. so you think so that the upper maybe west helped? side was a mix of uh Hispanic white mm-hmm. uh, black Okay. Primarily at that time, the Lower West Side was heavily congregated with uh, Hispanics. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. So. Right. Good shit. So, were you good at school? The shit, or were you start running around early? <laughs> I was always a good kid in school, man. I used to love school. Yeah. Um, really. Despite the fact that I got in a lot of trouble, I used to consider school almost like a fashion show. You know, <laughs> like going to school, being fly. Um, and my teachers always said that I had great handwriting, that I write like a girl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my cursive is amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Pen game. Yeah, yeah, so, you know, I used to love school. I, I always thought school was super important, even though I was somewhat of a rebellious kind of knucklehead. Mm-hmm. Um, and at that time, we I went to school. Uh, I forgot what, well, after 45, I got in some trouble, went to alternative. So at that time, it was a lot of kids from other neighborhoods that, you know, mm-hmm. thought it was a. Uh, 
okay to try right. other guys from the, you know, double yourself or something from the right. side or whatever. I mean, it was mandatory. They had to try it. It was the, had to show up, was right? the thing <laughs> that was happening, yeah, right? It's okay. Yeah, I was yeah. somewhat of a small bully myself. <clears throat> it's called growth and development right there. Yeah. <laughs> That's all it is. Either you win some, you lose some. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? No doubt. That's it. Well, yeah, uh, a little bit of trouble. What's that mean? Got you kicked out of school. A little trouble? Uh, so I mentioned that both my parents were addicted to heroin. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of the time, we were just in the streets. I used to, I mean, my dad used to take me boosting mm-hmm. with him so he can fucking like get a fix. So mm-hmm. that lifestyle, just seeing that like on a day-to-day basis kind of gave me almost a free pass to do the same. So mm-hmm. I was out there just being fucking off, doing... Well, Comedy, a lot of bad habits. <clears throat> yeah, and then I found, you know, like my friends, my network, they were like, kids that, you know, were going through the same situations and shit, like their mom, my, my one best friend, his mom was like strung out on crack, but mm-hmm. the best mom in the world, and yeah. just gave us like the liberty to do whatever the fuck we wanted to do, yeah, yeah. and then so there were consequences, obviously, to those behaviors, and then, uh, you know, we're riding around, stealing cars, uh, taking things that didn't belong to us, mm-hmm. from other people, and uh, I went to... Caught a small kind of case, and then I went to juvie for some years, a couple years. So yeah. got in trouble when I was like 15, on and off. Yeah. And then uh, they was like, "Hey, you got to sit down for a little while." Yeah. yeah. At that age, what did what did you experience? Like, what were your thoughts? Did you th- think it was cool, so you you continued, or or was it enough to you know what I mean? Damn, I really don't want to do this. Or, or at that point, do you recall? Yeah, what motivated you to run, the sh- run around the streets doing shit? I don't know. I mean, so coming from New Jersey was always like real hood road, the slums. Mm-hmm. Um, so and then coming to Buffalo, I guess we just continued that trend. Um, I don't know if I thought, I, I guess thinking at that age, being cool, just running around with a bunch of no. friends that same age, we're just doing That's what, what kids do kind of thing. General you know, vibe was. That, that yeah. was the cool thing to do. Yeah, I mean, it was at the time. It was you know, victimizing people, dumb shit like that. Like, right. what the fuck are you doing? You know, right, right. If I'm looking. At, I got a son now, and I'm looking. If, mm-hmm. if he was doing some dumb shit like that, I'm, I'm yeah, fucking right. you up. Like, right. you know, that's not cool. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. Um, so I guess that at that in that era, that time, and my parents, my friends, and things like that. I just they were all doing that. So for mm-hmm. me, I didn't. It was just natural second. Yeah, I didn't know if no. it was just like you know. Right. Right. Product of your environment. I guess it was just cool to do it at that time. Yeah. Yep. You know, hindsight is twenty twenty. We look yeah, back of course. Like, what the yeah. Fuck? What the fuck? Right, right. <laughs> yeah, I used to, and I got a teardrop at, at thirteen. So I had a teardrop. A lot of people don't know that. He's yeah. calling me teardrop Kenny. AKA what the fuck does the teardrop Kenny? mean? Doesn't it mean something? I, it I'm means you're a fucking idiot. That's what <laughs> yeah, it means. All right. <laughs> yeah, it didn't mean anything. I didn't right. kill anybody. Okay. Uh, didn't do fucking yeah. however many years in jail. Because that's what I thought. Oh, the no, there's so many. There's so many stipulated you know stories and stigmas behind that. You know what I mean? And I think I just lashed on the scariest. I mean, honestly, my personal opinion is just like it's a funny. I got a funny story. One of my brothers. Buddies, you know, I mean, he was the only one that, you know, they all respected me growing up. And, you know, I mean, none of them ever really got a line. But this kid, he always, you know, I mean, he always wanted to step over. And I remember, you know, I mean, I was a bad kid growing up. And so he came to me one day. He had a razor in his hand. He goes, 
hey, yo, Keith, he goes, can you cut my eye, bro? I want a slash on my eye. Like, you know what I mean? I want a scar. I want a scar and I want to look tough. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm like, yo, bro, you don't get a scar. You don't look tough because, uh, you know what I mean? That's, it was one of those, was, I mean, we're talking about kids from the territory yeah. here. You know what I mean? So they don't really have no yeah. no exposure to, you know what I mean, the hood, I guess you could say. They're, right, right. They're, 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 yeah, they're, their hood's different, so yeah, for the just, ones that really venture out. They got to cut themselves. <laughs> you know, but you know, it was it was one of those funny things. You know, I was just like, bro, you don't do that, man. Yeah. That's actually how uh, they removed my teardrop. Like they just cut it, and cut it crazy. out. Yeah, I went, when I went to juvie, they uh, so Who, I was in there. Who's and, they? The adults hold you down and cut your fucking uh, face. So they sent me up. So I was in juvie, and I was. They were like, "What are your plans for when you get out?" Right? Because I had just got my GED. Um, as soon as I turned like seventeen, they were like, "What? What are your plans?" Mm-hmm. I was like, I don't know. I want to get out and do. You know, be a counselor, fucking work with troubled kids like I was or something. And, uh, but I said, but there's one problem with that. I got this teardrop on my face that, you know, it's a stigma. It's, it's, it's negative. And uh, they were like, well, maybe you should write your ombudsman, right? So I was like, what the fuck is an ombudsman? You know what an ombudsman is? Nope. Right. So, <laughs> sounds, like it, sounds like it would get me high. So the ombudsman <laughs> is like you're like, uh, they're like, um, People who represent you, like if um, if you're like a victim oh, yeah. of staff assault or something oh, okay, like that, okay. you know? so a group of like um, <clears throat> say attorneys, people that represent you, mm-hmm. and they were like, "Why don't you write a letter to your ombudsman and let them know uh, the importance of why you feel that way, and um, maybe they'll pay for it." Uh, so I sat down, wrote a letter, like, "Hey, these are all the like negative connotations that this has. Mm-hmm. I really want to change my life, do something different." Uh, a few weeks later, they were like, "Yo." Proved, you good? We're gonna send you off grounds. Mm. They sent me to some doctor, I don't know, and then yeah. take me down, injected it, cut it out, and I was good. Right. So <laughs> it was official cutting out. All right. yeah, I was like, literally to hold you down and cut it out. That was like two minute process, yeah. you know, but a procedure. Yeah. But yeah, so and teardrop penny yeah. went away. Yeah. That's why you were still in prison. Right. Now, when you no, say this was juvie, I was oh, juvie. I didn't yes, make it yes. to prison. Okay, yeah, that's we're there. Yeah. <laughs> Forgot. Did you? That, that was like the. How old were you then when you requested that? Real quick. Uh, I went from sixteen to eighteen. Okay. Yeah. So. Uh, so somewhere. They, when they took it off, I was seventeen. All right. About six months before uh, I was released. All right. Shit. I think that's important. The age. Absolutely. Chose. Yeah, and then from there, uh, I didn't want to go back to Buffalo. I was like, let me try something different. Because right before I went in, one of my friends killed some pretty big name person in Buffalo, and I was like, nah, I don't want to go back. I'm, you know, mm-hmm. so I went to went to Rochester and studied uh, criminal justice. Right after, you know, they removed the uh, the teardrop, I was like, let me try something different. Went to Rochester, um, went to college for a little bit, and then I fell like three credits short of uh, my degree. Mm-hmm. Where uh, I had two kids in Rochester, and then. They moved back to Buffalo. That's where their mom was from. And I was like, oh, let me go back to Buffalo. Of course. Mm-hmm. So you've been pretty much all over Western New York, from here to Rochester, back and forth, huh? Just just Rochester and Buff. Okay. Yeah, just Rochester for some years from 18 to like 22. So, no. Yeah. 17, something like that. 97, 11, things back now. See, I'm dating myself now. Hmm. Uh, 96. To 2001 in Rochester. Oh shit! Okay. So what is your big, your biggest asset to help you develop? You know, and you know, adapt to the situations that you have put yourself in. Repeat that one more time. 
what is the biggest, like your biggest asset and what your biggest accomplishment to be able to, you know, I mean, put yourself in those situations and be, you know, be able to accommodate and pull through and all those, like. What is like your biggest? Hmm. Now or at that time? At oh, that yeah. time or now? Or yeah. things that have carried me through those times? Uh, I don't know. I've always been witty, been smart. Uh, you mentioned school. Um, I think just being uh, educated a little bit more than my peers mm-hmm. kind of gave me the, the, the edge, the advantage. Um, I, I like the word resilient resiliency mm-hmm. um so throughout my life you know there was no choice but to be resilient seeing my mom going through the shit that she went through with my dad cutting her face doing all kind of crazy shit and making it through that taking us out um so for me it was just um having those qualities i guess that mm-hmm. maybe i was uh, born with um some of product of your environment being a just having to survive mm-hmm. type of thing, getting me through situations. And now as an adult, knowing that nobody starts at the top, you got to go through some mm-hmm. trials and tribulations mm-hmm. um, and, and overcome certain obstacles to really like appreciate life and mm-hmm. things. You know, One thing that I am now that I probably was never before I lost my freedom was appreciative and grateful. Mm-hmm. You know, so losing the freedom <clears throat> allowed me like, oh shit, this shit can really end in a second. Mm-hmm. You know, which which happened, and I was like, wow. Um, and then just having that second chance, you know. So when I got that second chance, I was like, I gotta do something different. Mm-hmm. I'm not Definitely. going back to the streets. I'm not gonna be you know fake ass tough. So guy you're you're talking about older now. You you had another relapse of of incarceration. What it sounded like. Well, wait, hold yeah, on. So you I, moved I, back I, to I, Buffalo. I, so when I moved back to Buffalo, yeah. yeah. Oh, moved back to Buffalo, I was like, fuck. I went to college for some years. I thought oh. the schooling might have helped me get a good job. So when I came back, I was looking for jobs, fucking doing telemarketing, selling mm-hmm. magazines to people on the phone, shit like that. Then I was just like, this shit ain't really cutting it. Mm-hmm. Then I got together with a bunch of old friends again. Right? And then they're doing all kind of shit. They're in the game. They're taking things that didn't belong to them from other people, stuff like that. And uh, so 21, we were playing in, in the game. And then uh, we are making large purchases from some individuals that thought that they could take advantage of us for some reason. After a couple different times, we, we uh, negotiated or made some deals. And um, we went back. So when we found out we were taken advantage of, obviously, we're like, hey, we're not. We're not happy with this. Mm-hmm. We're not those guys. We'll go back and ask these guys kindly. Mm-hmm. Can we get our money back or something? I don't know. And so that didn't go as planned. And then, uh, as you mentioned, then at the age of uh, 20, about to be 23, uh, I ended up, you know, being incarcerated or mm-hmm. catching a charge that led to me uh, being sentenced to a determinate sentence of eight years, followed by a small period of post-release supervision. What did they say you did? If you don't mind sharing, of course. I'm assuming it's all said and done. Took something that didn't belong to us. 
Right. So what we called at that time a home invasion. Yeah, okay. So you came to get your money back. Yeah, so we went to someone's house and said, yeah, yeah. hello, mm-hmm. it's us, remember? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Can we kindly just, yeah. <laughs> oh, we don't know what's going on. All right. right. And then things just got out of hand. Uh, someone was shot, things like that. And okay. So, all right. Luckily, nobody died. If not, I wouldn't have been here. So, yeah, you know, no and doubt. And so at that time, it was a lot of that shit going on. Mm-hmm. So it was a drug-related crime. Yeah. Uh, you know. Gotcha. So the cops obviously know that. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that because someone is doing something illegally mm-hmm. means that it's okay for you to take something that right, is right. illegal. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You can't rob somebody right, that sells right. cocaine right, because right. it's illegal. Right, right. It's still a robbery. <laughs> you want to look at it. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, and then um, they sat, sat my ass down for quite some time. So yeah. eight years uh, was the sentence, uh, just short of seven. And so I lost the ages from 23 to 31. Now, did you lose them, lose them, or did you hit the book some more? And yeah, what did you do? Yeah, so I didn't lose them. I mean, I lost them like out I in the real you. world. I, I mean, you. I think that was the best thing that probably ever happened to me. Yeah, and I and I, and I tell people that prison saved my life because if not, mm-hmm. I was going to continue to do what I was doing. Yeah. So they say if you do, if you do what you, uh, what's the saying? Continue to do what you always done. You're gonna get what you always got, mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah. And then, so I knew that um, even though I was like, I was so like fucking distraught because I was, you know, I never had spent more than you know. Well, aside from juvie, I like I was so used to my freedom that when they turned it off like this, I was like, fuck, I was crushed. Mm-hmm. And then I started to look at the bright side. While I was in there, I was like seeing guys that kind of did the same thing. They're going for 15, 17, 20. I'm like, holy shit. Yeah. My, my, my negotiations started at, at a decade, 10. And then I got a lawyer. I was like, oh, we can knock it down too. And I'm like, that's it? And I, I gave you, I don't know, I think $5,000 my family came up with. And we gave him, you know, and, and he was able to knock down two. And then I just had to look at the bright side. So to answer your question, it did save my life. So I did hit the books. Yeah. Um, I remember taking some advice from people at the local holding center. I'm like, you know, that been to prison before. The fact that we've been to prison, they like, yo, stay away from three things. You'll be fine. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, what's that? They were like the three G's, gays, gangs, and gambling. <laughs> and you'll be fine. So you look like a good dude. You yeah. you be yourself. Don't be part of no clicks and shit like that. I was like, yeah, cool. That's, that's what I do anyway. So it worked out then, huh? Yeah. So you know, once day one started of the journey, I was like, man, it was hard to really look at the end, like the end tunnel. Yeah. You, Knowing you that you got that, right? I'm on the phone with my mom. Oh. I remember at Elmira reception, she was like, and I would call her after I spoke to my counselor to give you your fucking your your, your sheet with your outdate. And it just seemed so fucking far into the future. Yeah, the time computation. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Ma, I'm not going to be out till 2009. She was like, oh, my God, nanny, that's so awesome. And you know, I was like, man, I started tearing. Mm-hmm. I was like, Ma, it's all right. We're going to be good. We're going to be all right. And that shit, you just got to hold it down. Because yeah. when you're when in Elmira, I was there with people that got 50 to life. Mm-hmm. And all kind of shit. Like, dudes were younger than me. And I'm like, Oh shit, my situation isn't that bad. Yeah. How uh how well was your mother doing when that happened? Were you taking care of the bills and shit at all or she was she... actually just becoming trying to gain her sobriety. Um, okay. So huh. I think me going to prison actually was a 
good thing because she was able to, yeah. you know, to like hold my kids down. So yeah. I got, you know, yeah, yeah. beautiful. Yes. Yeah, yeah I, got, I got two. You know, at that yeah. time, my, my boy was uh, three and two. Um, and then so she yeah, she held she held me down and you know she got her stuff together and you know that's that's when I was like okay cool you know okay, it was dope yeah so uh, just a, just a little recap yeah. uh, you brought up Elmira what what do you remember your first time going through there you're looking at that big old football field length cells four tiers on both sides what do you remember if you, you know recall about this place? <laughs> yeah i do really know about oh, this place that's why he's next there. on this podcast i mean it, it reminded me of a oh go ahead you no go ahead, go ahead go ahead no i was gonna say it reminded me um I was, i'm a big fan of american me the movie okay watch american yeah movie. yeah um so when i walked in there like you look up and like he said it's fucking four tiers high mm-hmm. long People are screaming, yelling, <laughs> fuck you. Yeah. And it's just crazy. And everybody who's like new is like walking down that line. Mm-hmm. And then you got people just screaming at you like, fuck you. I'm going to fucking kill you. If I, you know, just dumb Definitely shit. No just trying to just sight. scare you and shit. People throwing shit. Mm-hmm. I, the first time I seen people fishing. Like, yeah, I heard about this fishing. The fishing shit. There's some nice fishermen. Nice fishermen. I mean, from the outside looking in, it does. It sounds pretty fun. At night, we're just fishing. Like, oh, what are we going to get today? Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. They say people that do time in solitary have a higher IQ than the average book smart person because the intelligence of how to figure things out, you know what I mean, to communicate, to pass, you know what I mean, different things. It's, 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 it's very... It, it, it's interesting, you know what I mean? They say you put a book smart person in there, you know what I mean? They ain't gonna be able to figure out how to, you know, yeah. get a light or whatever, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's testing. It yeah. was crazy, man. Just seeing fucking big ass garbage uh, pails, garbage cans on, on a roller. And that's how people took baths. So they would fill this fucking thing up and then they would just bring it down these tiers, like your cells and shit. And then people go, yeah, I need water. Like, you can oh, throw yeah, water okay, in yeah, your. Yeah. They use that to, so you could put water in your bucket and that's yeah. how you would wash up because it, so you're saying time, it was only showers like fucking twice a week or something stupid like that. Wow. Other so, than that, you had to wash up in yourself. Yeah. So basically, Holy it's like shit. a farmer going around and feeding their cattle. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's sad, man. That's Yeah. So it was it was just disgusting, man. And I was like kicking myself in the ass so go. much. Like, what the fuck? I was going to college. I had a chance to be fucking the sheriff's deputy, whatever, because when I was going to college, one of my professors was a... A lieutenant or a captain at the um, at the jail in Rochester, and he was just like Cologne. He used to call me Cologne, Cologne, man. Fucking take the test. I'm like, man, eh, fucked off. Mm-hmm. So, and then I'm like, fast forward a few years after that, I'm fucking in Elmira. I'm like, what the fuck am mm-hmm. I doing? Kids now and shit. Three credits short of a degree, and I'm like, yeah. fuck, did I do? So, and then so I just was like, you know what? It's just you gotta poke your chest out and just man up. And just, just gotta. You gotta, hold, you gotta hold it down. And I just said that, you know, I'm gonna make this the best experience of mm-hmm. my life, even though it was one of the worst. Right. So it was like a blessing and a curse at the same course. time. Oh, yeah, of course. So, so you, you utilize all the programs they had there and stuff? Or did you uh, do a lot of that? I started self? out uh, as I was in Elmira, I was like an interpreter because I was on one of the, you know, guys who had a fucking diploma. So they was like, oh, you got a diploma? Come yeah. on, you're going to be a fucking porter and you're going to interpret for us. So everybody who was new to the jail at that time that didn't speak English, I'd be translating. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're not getting out for another 25 years <laughs> in Spanish. You know, yeah. shit like that. Um, and then, you know, shortly after I went to my destination, landed in Riverview uh, for a little bit. Did some bullshit like uh, floor covering. Yeah, floor covering. I think it was. I was like, fuck, I'm 
had a label guy or whatever, but I was like, all right, let me try it. And then uh, I transferred to Livingston where I spent five and a half years and then uh, did floor covering there for a little bit. And then some election came up, right? The fucking election for the inmate grievance resolution committee. The IGRC. Oh. You know about the IGRC? Yeah. <laughs> so what this was is like the fucking inmate complaint office. Right? You complain about your fucking cheesecake not being, I mean, your coffee cake. We didn't have cheesecake. So it's a union? Remind me about the mighty fine cheesecakes in a minute. But uh, <laughs> So I worked for an office that handled complaints, inmate complaints. And so the jail, we had about eight, 900 people there. Mm-hmm. And so every complaint that a person had would, obviously write it down a grievance and then submit it to this office. And so my job was to informally resolve the complaint before it actually became an issue, before yeah. it went through, you know, superintendent to Auburn and things of that nature. So clean up the clean up the list of complaints. Clean up. So at that that was a real tricky job because a lot of inmates at you know, if you worked for grievance they were like, Fuck, you work with the administration. <laughs> How come you my know. complaints not getting seen? So I had to go through an election. It's funny. So we're talking about like the election where you go and vote and shit like that. You know, yeah. Out here, we're like, go vote. Make sure your vote counts. Your vote really does count. Yeah. So in there, they have a vote. The inmates <laughs> vote for who the fuck they want to mm-hmm. represent them. So there were two. Uh, As they should. Two clerks and then a chairperson. And then so initially, I ran. I remember the exact number of votes that I got. 360. Yeah, all right. So I was so at they the jail for you. a while. Yeah, I was, you know, I was, yeah. you know, I was cool with the jail. Yeah. Respect the people. They respect me. Everybody the poster cool. boards vote for Ken. So I was out there fucking <laughs> campaigning. <laughs> you were you like, really? I don't doubt it, man. I had that full circle completion. Yeah, yeah. fucking vote, vote for Ken Cologne. And then, um, um, yeah. well, my name was Mighty in there, and then uh, that's where the, the name Mighty came from. And then I won the election. And nice. then, and then uh, a couple years after that promoted to the chairperson so the chairperson is like the the like a judge in a courtroom like the neutral party mm-hmm. you just listen to the complaints and then you kind of like oh yeah you got yeah, a valid yeah. fucking complaint yeah. no whatever we'll send it up to albany shit like that but Maybe. it allowed me to really travel throughout the jail which was good so did you uh did you learn a lot about like the law you know at that point because what you had to do not really i wasn't uh in the law library like a lot of people were because it was like i wasn't appealing my case um, I did go to school for criminal justice, but I knew like that was out the fucking window. It's like, what the fuck am I doing? Yeah. Criminal justice degree and I'm in prison. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but uh, I didn't study that. I, I read a lot of self-help books. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, at first it was like before I got to to prison, like locally you read the, the hood novels and all that shit. And I'm like, fuck that. And then I just started reading self-help books and I was just addicted to them. Mm. And then that's where I was able to kind of like develop the power of positive thinking. Yeah. You attract, you are what you think, you know, you attract. Do you have a book specific you remember or suggesting to the world? <laughs> I got a few. Uh, I got one that's, I was in my office the other day. It's called the Prosperity Bible and oh. it's not religious. It's like writings composed of all the greatest, like wealthiest, most successful people in the world. Uh, historically, and all of the book, the the entire book is based on what you think, what you project out is what mm-hmm. you attract. So right. that's why I'm like a fucking negative Nancy Debbie Downers. I don't want to hear it. Right, yeah. You got an excuse for this? I don't want to give a fuck. Right. I don't right. hear it. No, I hear you. The day after you. my mom passed, I'm like, 
how you doing? I'm doing great. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, fuck, how can you be so positive? Because I noticed that's, that that's, that's what it, that's when, what you uh, you're, when you said you're on the phone with your mother and you were just like, we got this, man, as I'm sure you were walking into that place thinking, like you said, not even seeing an end to it. Yeah. So the power of positive things. It's called the Prosperity Bible. And then I, I read a lot of others, uh, Napoleon Hill's, There's uh there's one that's out there. It's for the people that are just now wanting to find themselves and whatnot. I remember coming across one. There's a real good one to you know open open my thought process to what Kenny's talking about. Yeah. It's called uh the secret. Oh, you the know? secret. Yeah, and it, it's just a it's a basic one for a person that's just learning how to uh, open up those key points of their the, the, themselves. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and it, it tells you that you're on your telepathic. What you are is what you 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 attract. You know what I mean? Yeah, and yeah. that's a real good book for the ones that uh. You know, that's just wanting to I've get engaged in something like this. You know what I mean? That's a good starter book. You know what I mean? I've been yeah. putting that book off probably my whole life because I keep hearing uh, it. Rich Dad, Poor Dad, The 48 Laws of Power, The Art of Seduction. Ooh, yeah, if you, yeah. Yeah. Robert Greene, powerful. So <laughs> The Art of Seduction is deep. How you mm-hmm. can become an object, an object of like seduction in different scenarios. It's, it's dope. It's crazy. So, so yeah, I always, I, I always made sure that, uh, my head stood in the books nice for a, a, a long sure. period of time. I used to see people gambling. A lot of my boys gambled. I used to just stand. I still don't know how to play poker. Only yeah. thing I know how to play is 21. Yeah, I'd stand I, on the side and just spectate. I'd stand right there and just fucking watch people <laughs> lose their lockers and call the girl. Yeah, you know, please. I need you to send this guy something before something happens to me. You know, <laughs> So I'm like, I'm not doing that. Um, so I just read most of the time and, and worked out. You know, nice. and, and just kind of just was like, you know, I, I, I always in, in my office in the, when I say my office, the office that I worked at, <clears throat> it was uh, the person who ran it was a civilian, older white Republican guy who became my biggest mentor. Right. And uh, he always used to tell me, listen, man, you got to you got to get ready for when you get out. And so I just knew that every day was super important. We used to talk politics. He used to bring me, so that what kept me really relevant mm-hmm. was that he used to bring in the Buffalo newspaper every day. And I used to read that fucking paper. He used to give it to me because that was like a privilege. You couldn't really get a newspaper unless you went to like the library and fucking mm-hmm. stood in line for a Buffalo newspaper. And uh, he gave me the paper every day. And nice. I would front and read that shit front to back. So I always tell people, they be like, yo, how'd you get out? And we're like, you just like ran off to the races. I was like, because I kind of stood with the times, kind of relevant. So I would know what was going on with politics and, uh, you know, what was going on in the world. I, I didn't, I saw dudes who were like institutionalized and like stuck in a certain like time zone. Mm-hmm. It's like that, fuck that. I can't, can't be me. Yeah. Is, uh, is there any brain activities that you engaged in while you were there? Sudoku's, work cross. Or you just really just read? Just read and worked out, man. Did a lot of running, a lot of jogging. Uh, they say, you know, running and jogging released endorphins. You know, made you feel good. So anytime that I was, like, fucking depressed, I was like, Forrest Gump. Mm-hmm. <laughs> fucking start running. Yeah. <laughs> Get at it. I know Riverview, that's way up there in the cold. Riverview, yeah. And then uh, I was just there for a short time. And I, I, when I made it to Livingston, I was like, all right, I'm close to home. Let me chill. You know, I had my fucking, at that time girl that I was with fucking bringing me the mother load and I'm like let me fucking just chill out because I'm not trying to extend my time because that can oh. happen so I just you know I sat my ass down I said you know what let me just chill oh, so I okay. just worked out and, and, and did a lot of uh, you know just 
self, you know, uh, working on myself mentally, mm. physically. Well, you know, it's really good to see that you're here right here not having this conversation because, yeah. like you said, you know what I mean? you It's not it's not guaranteed that a person makes it home, you know, especially when a person goes in there with, you know what I mean, these these people that may never come home, these adolescents that are trying to get a name from them, you know what I mean? It's 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 not... It's not guaranteed that a person go up there on one or third to four or whatever and make a home. You know, they might extend it. You know, God, oh, it's, it. it's so you've it's, seen it. I've seen it uh, many it's, times. It's, it's unfortunate. I mean, it's, it's very unfortunate. You know, what I mean, it's well, I mean, we talked about how your peers might have been the reason how you ended up there. The people you're surrounded with. And then when you get there, you're just surrounded at the end of by the day, nothing but it. Yeah. At the end of the day, I got to take full responsibility. Yeah. Oh, no doubt. I can, I can, I but to come out on top and not fall yeah. into that, like gambling yeah, or whatever. Yeah, I could have uh, did know, all that shit. Lot. You know, I could have did that. Um, but I said, you know, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta switch. It. I gotta switch it up. I gotta do something different. And that's where the education piece for me became big. And um, so maybe about less than a year before I got out, uh, Dave, his name is Dave, who I worked for in, in Grievance, he was like, you should really think about getting your degree before you get out. So I'm like. How the fuck do I get a degree if I'm in prison? They don't have any school here. Well, have you heard of the internet, sir? They <laughs> one of those. <laughs> no, I think the internet was still fairly new. But anyway, yeah. he was uh, he was saying you should you should look into it, and I'm like, how? And because all I needed was three credits, meaning an internship mm-hmm. to graduate. So he was like, well, you went to school in Rochester, not too far down. Let me make a call to the fucking school. He made the call to the school. It's like, hey, I got this kid. He's three credits short of his degree. All it is is an internship. However, he's incarcerated, and he works at this office. Mm. Is there any way we can use this experience, his job here, as an internship? No. I said, yeah, let me think about it. Let me talk to the head of the criminal justice department or whatever. They called back, and they were like, yeah. We're going to develop a (sighs) 14-week curriculum for this kid. We're going to send it to him. He's going to do weekly assignments, and you, Dave, you're going to be the proctor, meaning you're going to mm-hmm. send it back to the school, and they're going to grade it and give me a grade. And then uh, I did that for 14 weeks, and then about six, seven months right before I got out, I got a degree. And mm-hmm. so a shout-out to my boy Zeb Johnson, man, native guy. Too. He, he's from uh, uh, his, his, his tribe is from Cali, but he was in jail with me. And he was a young kid, I think around 20-something at that time. He needed to get his GED because he had a lot of money in escrow from uh, from, from the casino the revenue from the nation. And uh, when he got out, you know, he stayed in touch. And I never wanted to ask nobody for shit. I used to fucking, like, hustle greeting cards in there. I baked mighty fine cheesecakes for, you know, to, to stay afloat. But uh, I had I was like, yo, I'm trying to get my degree. Because he was like, yo, when I get out, just let me know what you need, anything. I got you. I was like, all right. So I was like, yo, I got this opportunity to get this degree, but the fucking course costs 475 almost 500 He was like, not a problem. Hmm. He sends me $1,500. Yeah. <laughs> that's a Yeah, oh, I yeah. fucking paid, uh, you know, that's how I paid for the course. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, I got right after that, you know, uh, that was 2009, May. I got the degree, and then I was released in uh, September of 2009. So, you know, so that's where the mighty name came from, in case anybody's wondering. Yeah, yeah. Mighty fine. Before you got released, did you have any uh, any plans 
I just I don't I don't know if it was a specific plan other than to be an entrepreneur of some sort <laughs> because I I went you know my whole life obviously I sold something whether drugs I sold shit I worked in retail as a fucking young kid or a teenager so I knew I had to go into business of some sort and so I don't know if I had a specific plan but I started baking the mighty fine cheesecake so in there have you ever had a cheesecake in, in yeah yeah yep. So I used to bake them from scratch. Bake crush. no bake. Uh, no bake. So I used mm. to crush cookies, uh, fucking pound of butter, mm. and then get a con- can of condensed milk, something, whatever. And, uh, you know, figured it out. You know, so, <laughs> he said, you know, so, figured it out. Some of these guys are crazy. Yo, some of these, I ain't going to lie. I've yeah. tasted some I mean, <laughs> cheesecake that's way better than out here, bro. Yeah, I'm not lying. The pr- privilege. Yes, <laughs> I'm not lying, bro. There's a man that's never had the privilege, I think, to taste the prison cheesecake. I'm going to you guys when I should have brought you yes. today. My yes. family's still like, when the fuck? 13 years <laughs> later, you're out and you still have a baked the cheesecake. But um, I baked one in 13 years. But So I started doing that shit in there, and then I would do it. It got so popular for Thanksgiving. Like right now, I probably had like fucking 15 cheesecakes lined up to go through the whole gym. So Yo, my job, lying, bro. that's a hustle, bro. My I job, mean, yeah. the, the the grievance job allowed me to travel to different dorms in the jail, so I can go. I could go to B dorm, A dorm, whatever. Yeah. So I'd be fucking, you know, smuggling cheesecakes yeah. here and there. Get um, the own your own keys and shit. Let yourself really, I would just have to let the, I just have to let the officer know. Hey, listen, I got, yeah. I got a grievance here. I'm going to. I'm, your name's on it. I'm gonna go talk to this guy. Don't worry, I got it. And they're like, Fuck, Cologne, go ahead. And yeah. I come back. Oh, yeah. Don't worry, he's not gonna do anything, you know. Because sometimes the, the CEOs in there, they like they don't want to be. Me? Yeah, is it against me? Is it? <laughs> nah, uh, yeah, actually it is. You fucking. <laughs> but don't worry, I got it. All right, go ahead. Just tell me what happened when you come back. Like, yeah. I had special privileges, so, uh, so I, I was baking mighty fine cheesecakes for stamps and sales. Oh, he dropped it. And so you know that's uh, so mighty was the. Uh, the name that I forgot who gave it to me because I was part of a, like a powerlifting team and shit. Like uh, one of the little short oh, diesel niggas okay. that fucking shit. used to work out oh, and powerlift yeah. and shit like that, you know. So uh, the name Mighty was born, and then it just continued. Everybody, yo, Mighty, yo, Mighty. And then so you know, when I got out, I was able to just like, oh, what the fuck, you know? I saw an opportunity with the business and just said, yeah. Mighty fine, Mighty fine, Mighty fine. <laughs> I'm yeah. suing Target right now because they got fucking mighty fine shirts in their fucking Do stores. They? I'm like, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> I should have fucking a couple years ago. So that's your clothing company now, Mighty Fine? Or what, what is, no, what Mighty is? Fine, uh, I just happen to be the proud owner of two businesses. Uh, it's a couple, okay. but uh, Mighty Fine Cuts, uh, which was the first business. Barbershop? Barbershop. How yeah. soon did that happen after you got out? Like right away, well, eighteen did you, months actually. Yeah, okay. Yeah, did you have months. a lot of support, or did you find you were on your own, but had a little, you know, obviously had the skills? So I went to work first. When I got out, I was like, I got to take my ass to work. Mm-hmm. Now that I have a degree, let me use that as a as a little bit of leverage mm-hmm. to offset the felony conviction. So a lot of people were like, "Man, I can't get a job. I got a felony. This, this, and that." And I'm like, mm, "Okay, so I'm not. I don't give a fuck what you got, but yeah. I know I got a violent." crime but I got a degree yeah. and then when I started dressing the part putting on a fucking suit and going on interviews people started taking me seriously like, yeah. you know, they used to fucking judge me and be like no not judge me but like uh, 
I'm sure they when don't. I used to go on interviews, people used to think because my, my resume said New York State Department of Corrections. They yeah. thought that I was like a CO or something like that. Oh, okay. Yeah. So my yeah. resume, my experience, yeah. when I used to give you I give you my resume. Like, yeah, I'm applying for this job, and it says New York State Department of Corrections, and I'm in a suit. They're like, oh, so you worked at the Department of Corrections? I was like, yeah. unfortunately, <laughs> I was a resident at this facility, but these are my skills. Yeah, this yeah. is what I have, and so I used that to market myself. Mm-hmm. And then I got a job uh, right around the corner from where my barbershop is. Um, just celebrated um, 11 years of oh, having yeah. a barbershop. Congratulations. So, thank you. Great. And so I just saw a storefront, and I used to, you know, when I got out, I was, I was just, like, selling shit out of my truck to all the barbershops. I would, like, go to the outlets and buy the fucking clearance section out. Yeah. Um, whatever. And then so I would run around the whole city to everybody's barbershop and sell shit. One day I'm getting out of work and I see this storefront on Niagara. And I'm like, it says for rent. I'm like, damn, I wish I can get that. Just called the number by accident. Like, I'm not you know, by accident, but mm-hmm. on purpose. And uh, they gave me a quick, they were like, hey, yeah, oh, it's shit, available. Vampires. They was like, hey, okay. I said, hey, it's available. And then uh, I was like, man, this would be a cool idea for a barbershop. And mm-hmm. so what my goal was is, like, what business can I have or can I build that doesn't require me leaving my full-time job? Yeah. And so that was my goal. It's like, well, if I can just make a barbershop, put five chairs in it, designate a manager, yeah. I don't have to really be there. The business will run itself. Mm-hmm. My uncle helped me with some shelving and shit like that. I found out how to, like, what licenses I needed. And yeah. Mighty Fine Cuts was born. Oh, yeah. yeah. So Yo, what year dope. was that, too? Uh, that was 2011. Oh, <laughs> okay. Well, 12, actually. Yeah, no, 11. I started the barbershop in 2011. That's good, because, yeah. I mean, since then, I don't know when it started, but since then, they definitely fixed up that whole block oh, right there. God, everybody thought I was crazy. You're kidding. It. That's why I don't, I don't take advice from nobody mm-hmm. who fucking never done anything <laughs> before right. in their life. Yeah. Don't fucking give me advice if you haven't done yeah. shit with your fucking <laughs> life. Okay, right. number one, no disrespect. Yeah. Yo, you should do this. Yo, there's a million barbershops like this, and I'm like, well, I'm gonna do it my own way. Mm-hmm. You know this favorite, this famous saying. I like to, I like to uh, tell myself. Yeah. The sweetest fruit is at the tip of the the branch that nobody wants to reach for. Mm-hmm. This guy has so many fucking quotables. I have that last one with the mountain of lies and the truth, and oh, I'm still trying to figure I'm, that one. We made him repeat it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you gotta say that one over again. Oh, you want me to say it again? No. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. No, but like I says, you know what I mean? It's yeah, yeah. So then, uh, so everybody thought I was crazy at that time because the like the housing projects was right across the street and mm-hmm. there was a lot of shit going on. And I was just like, they were like, oh, that's not your hood. And I'm like, I respect everybody. You yeah. Know? I, and I keep my word. So I feel like if you got your word and respect, then you get you get love anywhere the yeah. fuck you go. So that's how I operated. And that was, that was good. It worked. And then a few years after that, then Mighty Fine Fashions became available on the same block, you know. So a lot oh, of people yeah. at that time was like, clothing, there's a million Arab stores up the block. They sell them. Uh-huh. like, dude, you should do this. You should. Everybody's <laughs> yeah, giving course. me ideas that never fucking did anything. And yeah, I'm like, yeah. okay, cool. You know, like, so you know, well, yeah. here we are. You know, what was your biggest drive in that besides, you know what I mean, besides Mighty Fine and just what was 
not wanting to work. Yeah, and what is I mean, the you biggest well, uh, let me back up because I've maintained a full time job up until like three weeks ago through this whole shit. So when people tell wait me up that until three weeks ago from today, yeah, about, oh. maybe about a month ago. You know, okay, ballistic man convinced me to fucking quit my job and fucking so yeah. Is he a workaholic or is just yeah? He quit his job. I'm not, I, I did monkey see, monkey do type of thing, but no, um, I was already fucking fed up. So I had a full-time job um, up until about a month ago. I was a director of an education and workforce program. A lot okay. of people are like, what the fuck is that? So I'm like a principal. I was a principal to an alternative high school. So I worked with kids that thought high school wasn't for them and were pursuing a GED. Yeah, so okay. I worked for a, a beautiful organization called the Buffalo Urban League for the last 11 years. I actually attended that. <clears throat> Is that where you guys met? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ballistic was actually a client, but he wasn't a client of mine. I guess he was there right before I got out. Is that how you guys, how did you guys meet? How long have you known Ballistic, man? Almost three years now, I think. It was so serendipitous. Okay. Is that a word? Yeah. It is. No, no. Um, it is now. Mighty just said it. Yeah, Mighty. Uh, <laughs> it, it just all, that's why everything happens for a reason. Yeah, it's about three years. It all happened around the time the movie, the conflicted movie was coming out. And okay. We filmed some shots at my, my store. I was I was privileged and honored to be uh, in the movie as Benny the Butcher's uh, plug. Yeah, yeah there you go. Um, but Liz at that time had wrote a song called uh, Conflicted for mm. the movie. Mm. And then shortly after that, uh, came to my store and was working on his album, I think The Guilty album, if I'm not mistaken. He's like, yo, I got this big-ass billboard right up the street on Niagara. And he was already working with Cito. Um, he had actually came to my store before that with David Corey and shit when they were doing the video. Um, I gave David Corey outfit. I should have gave it to the list, but... Um, <laughs> nah, shout out to David Corey. Man, guy. But uh, at that time... You know, then that, that's how I met Ballista. And then, you know, I just saw his work ethic mm-hmm. from then. And then we was like, he was like, yo, I'm doing this movie. He's He's got this uh, documentary movie that a lot of people don't really know about called Dirty Dishes. And he was like, yo, I want you to play my uncle in this movie and shit. So I'm like, all right. And then so we got together and kind of did that shit. And then after that, just fucking things, were, you know, started spiraling out of control. Mm-hmm. We had to work hard for this with Benny, and mm-hmm. I happened to have a relationship with Benny already a little to an extent, and, okay. and then everything just fucking. But the, the the one thing that really attracted me, let me just make a point about that, is that the work ethic, right? So for me, I'm constantly grinding all the time, right? And so I saw that in him, right? Because if not, I would have been like, mm-hmm. I'm going to keep it pushing. But I see myself in him. I'm a little older than him. I think I still work a little harder than him. But um, <laughs> no, he, he's a fucking workaholic. But that's one of the things that was like, yo, I got to fuck with this kid because, you know, mm-hmm. what I mean, like his, his, he's relentless in everything that he does yeah. all the time. So, and that's the person that I am. And, and to the point that I got to in my life, I work every fucking day on a Sunday. I don't give a fuck what day it is. What, if, if, the other day when it was eight feet of snow, I'm still out there. I'm like, I'm going to my store. I'm cleaning up. And, you know, it's like, and I, and I still made a couple of dollars, even though it wasn't what I wanted to. But, it's, you know, so there's no fucking excuses. So this kid's work ethic is like through the fucking roof. And, you know, that's why, that's why I fuck with him. You have to grind hard in life, especially the 2022 that we're in now. You know what I mean? If you don't go hard, you're not going, you're not going to go nowhere. And, and one thing I've realized um, is that, and I tell people a lot, 
that asks for handouts. A lot of people are like, yo, can I, can I hold this? Can I borrow this? And then I, and I, I almost immediately like lose it, but I try to like <laughs> maintain my composure. Yeah. Nobody starts at the top. Do you fucking think that through my journey, when I got out, whatever, fucking things just fell into my lap? I had to fucking get up. I had to go to work. This, this, and that. And so I mentioned having a full-time job while having two businesses. Yeah. It's, it's a lot of work, but I loved it. It was not work for me. So right. if you love the job you have, you'd never work another day in your life, right? So that's how, you know, things happened because it was just a passion for me. I loved yeah. it. I loved going to work. I love helping people. I'm my biggest accomplishment right was fucking graduating 72 kids from my hood. Yeah. You know, my friends' sons and yeah. I mean, nephews I, and shit. I appreciate that. I <laughs> got know children I mean? in the world, so, you yeah, know. Yeah, no. I appreciate I mean, you. Right, and today I saw one of my students, they call me Mr. Ken. Hey, Mr. Ken. Mr. Ken. <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah. it's so fucking dope that, yeah, yeah. you know, and so through all that. So when people have fucking excuses about why they couldn't do this and I'm late and I don't want to hear anything. Yeah. If you just want to fucking fuck off, then you fuck off. But don't, you know, I don't give handouts. I always say I give a hand up. Oh. I'll give you a hand there up. You we'll help you. That's it. I'm not going to give you a handout. Yeah. What are you going to do? Right, right. You want to do these windows? So Let's go I give a, a lot of motive real quick before you, your, your, your next question, because I give a lot of, uh, I was blessed to go back to the jail that I was uh, incarcerated at Livingston. Mm. Speak to 300, it was like 279 people. I walked in that gym and it was packed from wall to wall. Mm. And, I always, and I always tell people, you want to be your own boss? Everybody wants to be a boss, right? So I'm like, you want to be a boss? I'm like, yeah. Who wants to be a boss in the room? Everybody, fuck it. Everybody wants mm. to be a boss. So when you get out, so I'm giving advice to guys who, when they get out, if the job isn't working, what they can do to start like their own business. You want to start your own business? You want to be a boss? I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to give you an idea. You're going to make $320 a day. They're like, I'm all in. And <laughs> it's, it, you're going to start your business for under $10 real quick. 30 seconds, I tell them. You, you, you sure? Yeah, 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 anything. So I, I, I pull out my phone and I do like this. So I tell them, I got a business. You're going to get three items for under $10. You're going to get a, what's, a squeegee, a spray bottle, and a rag. These three items right here, boom. You're going to start your own business with this. It's going to cost only $10. I'm going to be your first client. What do you mean? So I got Mighty Fine Cuts and Mighty Fine Fashions. Mighty Fine Cuts has five big windows. You're going to get your squeegee spray bottle and a rag. You're going to come to Mighty Fine Cuts. And it should take you about 15 minutes to do my windows. So I'm going to give you, let's say, $10 in 15 minutes. Then you're going to go to Mighty Fine Fashions. That's uh, another $10 in 30 minutes. So if you, we call it the power of optimization, you keep that trend up, that's $40 in one hour. You treat that like a normal job. Hmm. Times eight. Yeah. That's $320 a day. Then that's one day. So I'm like, <laughs> how hard do you want to go? You want to work five it. days a week or six days a week? Every right? day you want to so, turn on. So I'm yeah, like, if me, I'm just getting out, I want to go extra hard. I'll mm -hmm. go six days a week, and I'll take Sunday off. $320 a day. Oh, so after you're done with Mighty Fine Fashions and Mighty Fine Cuts, you're going to go to my boy's cell phone store up the block, uh, the cleaners, and tell them that Kenny sent you, and you're going to be valid, right? So 320 times six, 
in one week you got nineteen hundred dollars and twenty nineteen twenty. One thousand nine hundred and twenty. That's a beautiful paycheck, man. You times that by fifty two. That's ninety nine thousand. You still have that guy? Or did he ever show up? No, no, no. I give that as a motivational speech, right? And everybody's I'll see like, you on I Monday. God, my yeah, plan. No, 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 no. They, they say that. <laughs> There's been one guy in about ten years that I've been like publicly speaking almost yeah. and shit because my job kind of fucking got me into that shit. Um, mm-hmm. That showed up and was like, yo. Mm-hmm. You remember me? Because a lot, of, like l- the last couple of years, have been like via Zoom. So monthly, yeah. I was given a. They got this program at the Holden Center. Uh, it's called Project Blue. So once a month, they invite me. Oh, can you give your you know yeah. story to these guys? And I always end with like, who wants to be here? You know, because mm-hmm. like, I'm like, you're at the Holding Center, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So listen, I'm only like three blocks away. So when yeah. you get out, I'm gonna be there. Yeah. Absolutely. Pull up. And you, you got my word. I swear to God, I'll be there. And then nobody shows up. Yeah. It's like, yeah. like, were you really trying to be us? So when people say they can't make it, they can't yeah. do it, I'm just like, dude, you just you know, go I mean, back. The way to you just broke it down was like, damn, that seems so simple. It is. <laughs> so like I've can... mastered it myself. This is look. Bro, I've talking. gotten to the point where this is the squeegee. You, you sometimes you'll catch me in front of Mighty Fine. I'll be <laughs> like this. Do you do pictures? Yeah. And I do like this. And do I, pictures. At the bottom? Do, 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 do. Yeah, the bottom. And and a lot of times is that I, I used to walk from uh, Mighty Fine Cuts to Urban League, which is not, not too far. but mm. And I would see people doing windows, like big companies. You know, they got the fucking Skyjack and all yeah, that. Yeah. And I would take pictures of it. And then I would tell my students that a lot of times because they would be like, yo, I ain't got no money. And I'm like, listen, you know, I was just walking down Chippewa. You see this shit? Mm-hmm. This fucking business can be lucrative. How fucking like, yeah. how driven are you to really take it to the next or figure it out? Yeah. Find something. A lot of people laughed at me the other day. I think Buddha and Bliss, I had a fucking trunk full of candy the other day. Right? Yeah. I sell anything. I heard you. I know. I heard you still going at it. Oh yeah, he doesn't even need to. Just show what, like, sn- like Snickers and stuff. Snickers, like, all kind of shit. So. You go to the Bills game. He's like, yeah, I was there selling shit. I'm like, no, did you go? Eh. Yeah, I sell shit. But they were laughing at me. I popped my trunk. They were like, my one boy. He was like, my one, my one of my mans the other day. He he was like, yo, bro, what's up, Kenny? Yo, I'm sorry. He, he was so ashamed. He's like, yo, can I borrow five dollars and shit? So I'm like, yo, Jungi. <laughs> You know how hard I work, right? For me, this, he was like, and I opened my truck. I said, you, you see what the fuck I'm selling? Yeah. I got fucking candy. Back here. <laughs> he was like, candy? Really? Uh, so he was like, come on, really? I'm like, yo, yeah. this shit's better than crack. From <laughs> <laughs> me $5 worth of candy then. Yeah, man. Fuck it, man. But, yo, anything's a hustle, man. That's why yeah. I was like, man. That's how hard you go. No, it's absolutely. That's a fact. And, and, and anything. I tried to just find fucking value in anything i'm mm-hmm. out shopping oh shit i can fucking oh this shirt is five dollars i could yeah i could take it back to my store and sell it for 25 you yeah. know shit like that yeah, yeah. whatever Absolutely. i just want to be honest man have an honest living now right, like, right. give back one of the biggest things right now is i love giving back man yeah, i yeah. love seeing people like step their game up be mm-hmm. the fucking best that they can be to give it a second chance you know somebody believed in me gave me a second chance and i feel like this whole city's getting a second chance right now you know, the whole place is booming. Yeah. Western New York is just honestly with this whole COVID and everything, it uh, you know, what I mean, it really proved everybody's, you know, what I mean, grind, you know, what I mean, to where they want to be in life. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Not a lot of people had the ability to, you know, really focus themselves and, and get through all the frustration with everything that's going on, you know what I mean? And center their brain to say, you know what, this is what I want. Mm-hmm. And no matter what, even if there's struggles and even if there's setbacks during that, you know what I mean? These these past couple of years, you know what I mean, really proved a lot of people. And it's a shame that, you know what I mean, a lot of people had to take a lot of learning lessons, you know what I mean, too. Yeah. But yeah. It, it's where you know we're at right now. did too, though? I feel like it showed people what they can do on their own. A lot of people lost their jobs and kind of had no choice but to be like, well, let me see what I can do. I made a lot of money during COVID. I made a lot of money. Did you? Yeah, I hit the streets door dashing and I was like the only one, you know, I killed it. I found out, you know, ABC Hardware? Yeah. All right, in Buffalo, they got fucking a bunch of hardware stores, ABC Hardware. But before that, when COVID hit, um, I used to buy like my boy. He he works for uh, or worked for core distributors like mm-hmm. fucking uh, hand sanitizers, toilet tissue, whatever. Right mm-hmm. on a commercial level, and so I used to just buy shit from fucking cheap mop buckets, yeah. hand sanitizers, <laughs> shit like that. So when COVID hit, and like hand sanitizers was like, <laughs> I went to my house. basement. Literally, I had boxes yeah. of these pumped hand sanitizers, so I fucking Google it. One of them just alone was like, I don't know, $12, right? Oh, yeah. So my job, my job was desperate for hand sanitizers. Oh. And fucking, I was selling one bottle, I think, for $40. That a case, what? Like, yeah, literally. It was, it was and then, huge. That crazy. And then I found out ABC Hardware. I was like, fuck, ABC Hardware had gloves and hand sanitizers. Yeah. And so, but they had a limit of like yeah. how many you can buy. <laughs> Called up, yo, I need you to come with. And we would fucking align out ABC hardware and we would just buy all the hand sanitizers, all the gloves, yeah. masks and shit. And then my job was, you know, they, they were like, because we're a large organization and do a lot of community work. Mm-hmm. Um, they was, they wanted to, they was like, Yo, you're our plug. So yeah. during COVID was like one of the best things that happened to us. Yeah. So, I think like, we have hustling. to edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> nah, that's all right, man. My job, man. They was they was gracious. I mean, yeah. we, we did. We was it was for the community, but you know, you just have to yeah. capitalize. It's crazy, on some man. Of the things. I mean, there was you know, a lot of different shit going on with COVID. Just no giving doubt. me a couple of dollars, but yeah, yeah. it's dope. So you know, it's just about. Yeah. So the point in that whole story is that you just make something yeah. out of nothing. No there's always there's no always excuses. something there, you know what yeah. I mean? There's always something there. No doubt. So, you know, there's always ways to make money and, and, and not have to risk your freedom and do yeah. stupid fucking idiotic things. Yep. Yeah. You know, and, and be sitting in the fucking like <clears throat> jail cell like, yo, yo, that shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's corny as hell. Yeah, no doubt. Well, some dudes come over, yo, I was just in jail. I was Yeah. Like, he was a clown. That's dude. not like cool, I man. don't I don't you know, a lot of people don't even know that unless right. I said it or yep. there's a time and place where you can right. share the story if it's relevant to whatever. I don't How it can benefit that person. And I don't walk around like, yo, dog, I was just upstate. Listen, yeah. dude, don't so come that same home like type that because I know a lot of dudes that got... It's so the same type of dude ended. that's like, you know, my hands are registered weapons, right? <laughs> it's like, man, you that like if I would have heard that's someone cool, say that, I, I would have heard someone say that about him, I would have been like, that's cool. But okay. the fact that you said it, you know I mean, it turns it. Cool. Going to jail yeah, no, not at all. Nah, nah, the real, the real Gs are the yeah. ones that stay on the street. Yeah, and, you know what I mean? They, they give right, back man. and they yes. uplift and, right, right. you know what I mean? Do, do the positive things that, you know what I mean, community needs. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or Those the are the ones real that goals. Learn while when, you know, the ones that fucking learn better once they do get locked up. Yeah, so the, the goal of, uh, you know, life is like, 
obviously we all make mistakes. We all go through situations. Mm-hmm. What did you learn from that situation? No, no. And for me, I, I just felt that I learned and I made it the best and I and I kept my promise to my family. It was like, yo, I'm just going to do something better. I'm going to mm-hmm. figure out something else to sell. I'm not going to sell that. Well, I'm going yeah, to yeah. go out and sell a shoe. I'm going right. to go out and sell some candy or whatever the fuck it is. Right. And make legal money and be, you know, at peace. And, mm-hmm. and, and at the end of the day, also, you know, help. Nice. You know, love helping people. If they want to help themselves, though. <coughs> yeah, of course. And But one of the reasons why I kind of quit my job is just because I was just tired. Not tired, but, like, it came a point in time where it just you got to take that leap. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't want to forever be in that business. Right. Of Now that you got some something else brewing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, everybody. Might as well focus you know, on it. It, it. Just you know, you come to a point in time where you just like yo, you recognize your value. Mm-hmm. It's like either you work here for this amount of time. Like I gave, yeah. I gave the, the industry whatever you want to call it, uh, eleven years, right? So I'm looking at, damn, what if I would have gave Mighty Fine eleven years? Right. As hard as I went and hard as I go, and I don't live with no regrets because it was amazing. I've helped thousands of people, of literally like thousands. Yeah. Adults, young adults. I mean, it, it, it's crazy. I mean, and I love it because I see people all the time. It's like, yo, good looking. Yo, you fucking, you, you helped me get this job. You helped me do this. You know what I mean? And I, I, I never was in it just for no, like, kudos. And I was just, right. that's who I was. Um, and, and that's just like, I just said, it's time for a change to try to get, you know. Yeah. Try to get, you know, more uh, valuable, yeah. more, more, more money, more financials, you know, shit like that. Hell yeah. So, so I love it. So what's the next uh, big plan for Mighty? For Mighty? Fine. I don't know. I, I usually like... Uh, Another store? I always thought... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you put one in Amherst maybe, see how they like it out there, you know? I have no idea, man. We're doing so much right now, man. We're moving, we're traveling. Uh, yeah. Have, and, and I've never been like the... Maybe I should get into that mindset of more of a long term. Because when I was young, I never thought that I would make it past a certain age. So I never like really planned a whole lot of shit. Yeah. You know, I just like kind of go with the flow. Yeah, yeah. Um, I feel that. Next is just man, just continuing to just be you know relevant. Uh, continue to help. Continue to push the envelope. Um, you know, uh, Ballista's doing a lot of shit. You know, I'm just privileged to be in that circle um, to do. Whatever, you know, it is that, you know, wh- whatever my position that I can lend to that situation. Mm-hmm. Um, the mighty thing is going to continue. I don't know. It's like whatever the fuck we fucking happens, you know. Yeah. So changing, uh, especially nowadays, it seems like all the markets are ever changing. Yeah. I got so many ideas. I got mighty fine photos. I got mighty fine massages. Yeah. Mighty, <laughs> fine, like, hey. mighty fine palettes. I'm, I'm the palette plug now. Yeah, mighty so, fine like, farms. Yeah, pat, like, There's money in everything. Mighty in everything. Yeah. Man. Don't steal my name. I'm telling you. I'm mighty. coming after you. I'm suing everybody. <laughs> mighty <laughs> fine farms. Hey, listen. Mighty fine farms. <laughs> you mentioned, you mentioned a lot of... His own pack. <laughs> you mentioned you a lot of... already, right? I think he does. So to get the new one. What is it? Ballista, you got your own pack? We Ballistic yeah. Buds. Are you still? We had Ballistic Buds. We took it off the market. For, for okay. Well, with Mighty Fine Farms, you can get the best buds for your pack. Hey, that sounds really <laughs> no, good. We're at the, yo, actually, we're going to... This, this conversation... No, no. Yeah, yeah. Let, actually, there's another bottle here. Let me get one more shot. But anyway, yeah. 
that I'm glad you brought that up because now in collaboration with the Shack. Ballistic buds would be whoa. Yeah, come on. Hey. Yo, y'all stealing my own ideas, man. Nah. Damn. Nah, we had to uh somebody, somebody, somebody that we were kind of doing business with trying to develop ballistic buds and it just it just yeah, it was it was like, hey, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> you gotta benefit from this shit too. So yeah. ballistic buds, you never seen the fucking logo? I think we'll I did. You later. I feel like I did. That's bup, 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 all up in the way. Uh, was it? Yeah. yeah, that's why I asked because I thought I do remember fly seeing it. But yeah, nice. Let's make that work out somehow. It's easy, really. Just little don't collab. put no bullshit in it. Just a little collab. Yeah. Yeah, little collab. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Everything is about you know what in my in my day job chess. It's about collaboration. Mm. Everybody wanted to be like. I want to be this. It's about collaborate. If you're not collaborating to get the job done, then it's like what the there's no like, unity. There's no fucking I in team, you know. So no. it's got to be a team effort to take this. That's shit. one of these man's yeah. things right here. He hey, loves. He loves. Oh, yeah, he loves. Love to build, bro. That's it's that easy, right? Yeah. Let's so I ran a goal. I, you know, let me tell tell me what your goal is. Absolutely. I'll tell you what my goal is. Yeah. And instead of trying to like. Around each other, let's both do both of our goals. I ran a, 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 the let's department, the education shit. department was uh is about seven of us, and it, it just always took a team because mm-hmm. I wasn't a teacher. I just coordinated the, the fucking department. They were yeah. the teachers. They were the ones like teaching the kids, teaching them math, teaching them science, you know, right. shit like that. But um, I always relied on my team. Like they were the fucking like they were the core of everything. Right. So there's no I and team. I mean, there's an I that you play in that team. Like, I play this position in this team, mm-hmm. but you have to know your fucking position yeah. on the team. That's huge, man. Like, it's cliche if I'm the coach, is. you can't be the coach, too. Like, right. I mean, you could be an right. assistant coach, but right. you, you know, you got to be the defensive coordinator. You got to, and I always made mm-hmm. that analogy to kids that I interview uh, to come into the program. It was, a, you know, it was like, what, what can you bring to my team? How can you help us win? I want to get to the Super Bowl every fucking year. Yeah. How can you help us win? And they like, and a lot of, you know, young adults probably don't know how to answer that question. Maybe it was their first time in an interview. So I'm like, you know, just take your time. What, what, what can you bring? Like, what value? Like, and I give them some examples because I said, I want to win all the time. Because a lot of them said they played sports. So I said, oh, so you know about sports? NBA, I mean, basketball, football. I want to win the chip every year. I want to win the fucking Lombardi every year. Nonstop. Right. I want to win the fucking, uh, what's the hockey joint? Um, the Stanley Cup. The Stanley every year. Mm-hmm. What position can you play on my team, number one? Or what value can you bring? That's it. Help us win. Yeah. So the team is important, man. We're Trying to win the World Cup. The World Cup. But I mean, Joe, it, it goes right down. Then. What he's talking about is it goes right down to the people that fills out with water bottles, bro. Mm-hmm. And no, he's no, not no, he's no. not joking about that. You know what I mean? Like I said, oil, in order to be very successful, you know what I mean? You got to know your position in life. And I like to look at it as life's, life's a game of chess. You know what I mean? Not everybody's a pawn. Not everybody's a rook. You know what I mean? Not everybody can do this and they do that. You know what I mean? It's Each human is unique in their own abilities, you know? Yeah. yeah. That's what we all created. You know what I mean? Back in our original time from the natives say, you know what I mean? Right. Each one teach one. I'm here to learn from you. You're here to learn from me. Without a doubt. You know what I, I was just talking about with my family because my, my wife, he's uh, um, half native. Um, what do you call it? Uh, the turtle. And uh, 
I, you know, and I was just like looking it up the other day. It's like the turtle, and he told my native, like, I wanted to know exactly what the turtle resembled, you know, and it's like slow and steady mm-hmm. and uh, resilient and all these other things. And I'm like, yo, I'm gonna, like, I'm gonna start a GoFundMe. So, and, and if anybody <laughs> wants to help me, I want an iced out turtle. Yeah. Because literally, like, it's like, you know, that, that, that resemblance. Like- yeah, yeah. Like, we're going to talk to my guy here. Um, <laughs> I want him with the ice style joint. But yeah, like it's like, you know, slow and steady. And well, I'll tell you what. Yeah. Not the prison, but I know our our true believers in our heritage and our ways that have affiliations with, with the system would never, ever allow a turtle rattle, which is one of the most sacred rattles there is, to enter the prison because it, there's so much power that comes with it. You know what I mean? And a lot of the corruption that happens within there, that energy that comes with that turtle battle would, would create so, so many chaotic things in there. And it's just trying to correct it because that's the power of the turtle rattle. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So just, it, they, they, they won't even allow it in there to, you know, to, be, to be some, you know, it has to be substituted and everything. Yeah, no doubt. We're coming to that point of the episode where, you know what I mean, do a little recap and, you know, I'm going to ask our uh, very in-depth question we'd like to ask a guest, you know what I mean, make it interesting. You know, you mentioned a lot of things about, you know, ambition, you know what I mean, the the willingness to grind, you know what I mean, all these positive things, you know what I mean, the, the, the ability to help. Yes. Over all these years that you have been living, what is one thing that you have learned and you can honestly say about yourself amongst all this? We're going to do a little inverted question towards yourself to do a little self-reflection of what you have learned about yourself all, all these years. Uh, that you can get the job done if you put the work in. And so I mentioned that nobody starts at the top. And so looking at 2009 when I was released until now, and so I look back a lot. So today I was just I'm, I was renovating a house that I bought I was privileged enough to buy from my mom before she passed. And I see all the progress, and I'm like, oh, shit. I didn't have a fucking dollar. Maybe, no, I'm not going to say a dollar. I think I had $235 when I got out of Navy. Mm-hmm. Is that if you put work in, you, know, you will get results back. No. So believe in yourself, right? Continue to work. Put work in, and then you'll enjoy some of the fruits of your labor, mm. you know, and be a good dude, number one. That's the best advice I can give anybody. Keep your fucking word, right? If you say something, do it, and respect everyone. And if you can do if you have those, like, have some morals and some values, and then you'll get love anywhere you go. Because if your word isn't anything, it's not credible, then you're not credible. Like if I told you, you I know I was a little late. I told you I'd be here at 3. I was here at <laughs> fucking 305, right? right? But I'm just saying, like, if you can't keep your word, you need to go to the fucking end of the world to explain mm-hmm. why, for whatever reason. It's got to be valid. Don't. I've heard a million. I've heard every excuse in the fucking world. Mm-hmm. But keep your word and respect everybody. The word is number one. I, I just, I that's what I stand yeah. on. Like, if you don't have your word, I'm sorry, my guy. Like, yeah, then you're just suspect. So, yeah, no doubt. And so, just you know, to answer your question, hopefully, I did answer it in some way, shape, or form. 
Yeah. Is uh, you know, keep pushing, man. Like people have been through, oh, we've been through a whole lot. You've been through a lot. You've been through a lot. Like whatever your situation is, just know and believe in yourself. There's light at the end of the tunnel. Things can always be better, but they can always be worse. You know. So I always look at both sides. Like, damn, I wish yeah. it was that, but it can always be worse. So mm-hmm. as long as you know we're out here and breathing and having freedom, it's like, yo, man. I appreciate you guys for having me. We're going to have him next time. (laughs) Every once in a while. His story was crazy the other day. I was still like, still thinking about what What are some of the platforms uh, people can follow you at and and find you and, you know what I mean, maybe come get a haircut or, you know what I mean, maybe. So I'm bad at platforms. I I was just, I mean, so Instagram, uh, Facebook. I hear hear them in the background. (laughs) So my manager back there, ballistic man, my man, my my social media guy. <laughs> Didn't he just convince you to quit your job? <laughs> no, he's a fucking like he's on every fucking platform. So I need to figure out um so you know how to get because I was always like oh, I don't know huh? but that's where the world is going, man. We just got to be relevant. So you know I'm at two fifty seven Niagara Street. Uh, that's Mighty Fine Fashions. We got two thirty five Niagara Street, which is Mighty Fine Cuts. Uh, make sure you go see my boy Sweet Sound at 257. It's, it's so unique. I played the numbers. I still haven't seen it. <laughs> but we play 257 all the time, and it comes out because we happen to have both the addresses on two different streets. Wow, that's crazy. 257 Grant, 257 Niagara. Um, you know, so. Oh, yeah. The Social team, media. Is on the Social Instagram media. is uh, inc.mightyfine. Inc. Dot. Yep. And. Also at Mighty Fine Fashions, all one word on that one. So can it, the, it, it, it's under construction. Let me just put okay. that out there. I was gonna say, can, like a, can, right. can you state something where people can uh, also, you know, stay tuned? You know what I mean? Because I know Ballistic Man is gonna for, force that fire underneath you. Now that it's been asked oh, on yeah. enough different occasions, so should I know your platforms that? are gonna be t- be taken out soon. So yeah, can, yeah. can they so follow you on your results? I'm working on. Uh, I got a young lady who's super talented who's gonna be. Uh, we're gonna we're developing a mighty fine like ballisticman.com. It's gonna be a mighty fine.com in, in conjunction okay. with so like I said, it's just gonna be such a collaborative effort. It's gonna be oh, yeah. super, super crazy. Yeah, well you guys are doing great down. already. And I really like that hat. I know you wear that oh. with pride, man. That's a nice oh, yeah. hat, bro. Oh it's yes, yeah, man. I mean, the relationship you all have is man. Everybody at you know in the BX, man, they treat us with so much yes. love, man. Every time we go down there, it's like you wow. know, BX the Buffalo Love, man, when we showed up last year. So be on the lookout for that Ballistic Man, Fat Joe, and DJ Khaled song. Oh, yeah. I know people been on edge about it, but yeah. a lot of people don't understand the background and the things that we need to go. So it's there. We got it. It's in the tug. You heard it. Yeah. Um, it's going to drop. And it's, it's gonna about drop. to be real crazy. 2023 is going to be I know. Like, it's gonna be yeah, like, whoa. And, and and you know, we appreciate, you know, the shack having us both, you know, both back to back days. Oh, I mean, no doubt. Concerts, you know what I mean? Like it's not a favor, it's a privilege. No, no, it's, it's no, amazing it just to be here and just to share the yeah. whole fucking thing. And so, you know, oh, shout yeah. out to my guy Kate right here, man. Like, without us, I didn't really get to know him until like the last episode when we, yeah. you know, he was going crazy and shit. Like we, yeah, yeah. we was here <laughs> for the concert, yeah. we went to the after party, but I really got to know him on on a much more like personal level when mm-hmm. he was breaking down the whole shit. Same, yo. That I felt I'd like a real same. true like yo, that nigga's a mm. brainiac, like yeah. real dude. Yeah, stands yeah. for his people. 
gives back, like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, like, invited us back, back to back. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that's real dope. That's all I've been hearing, too, actually. Appreciate yeah. you, bro. No, that's a real dude right there. Like, mm-hmm. I, and, and I'm a good judge of character. A lot of people was like, yeah. one thing about me, I know real from mm-hmm. a fucking phony. Right. I just, I just, I don't know. It's like naturally um, built yeah, yeah. And instilled in me. No doubt. I know when someone's a fucking fraud and when someone's real. Mm-hmm. It's a real guy. No doubt. Thanks Appreciate you, man. Us. Yes, sir. Oh, yeah. All right, mm-hmm. should we wrap it up then? Yeah, like I said, thanks, Kenny, you know Thank what I mean, for giving your, your story. And like I says, we hope that, you know what I mean, somebody can grab something you know what I mean, from, from, his, from his words, you know what I mean, through, through his struggles mm-hmm. to where he's at successfully right now, how he's, you know I mean, done a lot of things, you know what I mean, motivated speaking, you know what I mean? He's yeah. I did. Very I definitely did. I want to shout times. out everybody, though. Dan. Yeah. Farmington, follow my guy. Keith, oh, yeah. M80. He always, you know, the, the uh, brain's yeah. still behind the shit. His, M80, his stage, like, nobody can ever forget M80. M80 uh, yeah. is just... I seen him directing up there. Yeah. Uh, uh, Big Buddha, uh, motherfucking ballistic, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jimmy Scott Jr. is my guy, too. My wife, uh, High Pies, Cito. in the back. Appreciate you. Yeah, yeah, man. Everybody, the whole month. Yes, High Pies. Definitely, Nova. I cannot uh, wait to try. If you ain't getting shot by Nova Vision, Nova want to come, too. Oh, he has his own sticker. Nova. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking no. Actually, you know what else he's got on Instagram? If you can bring up those little stickers to make details to your shit, he's got one of those. Nice. I searched Buffalo and it was like the N and the V. I was like, what? <laughs> the fuck? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what's All good, right. man. Thank well, you. Well, like man. I said, thanks, thanks for, for stopping out. You know what I mean? This is another banging episode. You know what I mean? Stay tuned. Cheers. It's going to drop every Tuesday at yeah, 9 o'clock. Hell yeah. Peace, y'all. Appreciate you. You know it. Yeah. Holla.